Welcome to the Anti-Burnout Club, an exclusive club for those who are over the hustle culture BS, those who are tired of burning out and feeling stressed, and those who want to thrive while still becoming a success. I'm Bex Spiller, an accidental poet, an anxious entrepreneur, and your host. Welcome to the club. Hello, and welcome back to the Anti-Burnout Club podcast. Today, I want to talk about finding the time for well-being in your routine. And I know that this is quite a difficult conversation to have because we all do different things in our days. Some of us have children, some of us don't. Some of us work 12 hour long shifts, some of us don't. There are so many different things that can impact your routine and make it tough for you to find time for your well-being and I think this is actually one of the biggest issues many of us face when it comes to well-being is actually finding the time you know where do I fit this in I've got a million and one things on my to-do list and now you're asking me to meditate like what on earth where do you how when so before I started the anti-burnout club my routine was very much kind of get out of bed, roll out of bed, into the shower, straight to work, a good old 12 hour day, get home, eat whatever junk food I had in the house as I didn't have time and I couldn't be bothered to cook and then kind of watch Netflix until I fell asleep and did it all over again. Where was the time for self-care in that? And I know that a lot of that was quite self-inflicted because I was self-employed, but I felt like I had to work these 12 hour days to pay my rent. So it, it just felt like there wasn't any time. And even when I got really unwell and I kind of reduced my hours to try and make that a little bit better or took days off, I spent all of that time recovering from burnout that I didn't have the energy to do anything that was good for my mental well-being. I just wanted to lie in bed eating crisps until I felt well enough to go back to work. And it does become this vicious cycle of not looking after ourselves, getting unwell, having to take the time off. You finally feel a little bit better because you've had a break and you're like, right, I'm ready. There we go. I've I've got my self-care in. And then we throw ourselves back into it as if, you know, nothing has changed. So whatever your routine looks like now, whatever is going on in your day, whether, you know, your routine looks a bit like my old one, or you might have kids thrown in the mix or, You don't have the ability to cut hours down because you work long shifts. I kind of want to walk you through how we can find the time for well-being in our routines and what that might look like for us. So when I started the Anti-Burnout Club, I really wanted to find ways that people could bring well-being into their lives without it being this kind of huge event or asking people to find time that they just didn't have because that's quite possibly the most annoying thing when people are like oh yeah just fit 30 minutes of of yoga in your lunch break and I'm like "Mm, I don't have a lunch break like how am I going to do that so what I want to go through now is kind of how we can look for those times that well-being might fit in and why it's so important to kind of create a routine and some structure and make this into a habit to try and stop ourselves going through this cycle of getting stressed out, take care of ourselves for a bit, get stressed again, and and kind of going round and round and round in circles. 
So the first thing to do is actually just look at your routine as it is now um, without trying to change anything and without trying to make any kind of huge adjustments. We just want to spend a few days looking at our routines as they are right now without any changes. So you can do this pen and paper, notes on your phone. Just go through what your daily routine looks like. What time do you wake up? What's your morning routine like? What does your day then look like? What's your evening routine? And you can do a few typical days. You can do different days such as weekends if that's different or summer holidays if you've got children. Just making a quick note of exactly what you're doing every day. And even in those moments where it's not really anything that seems important, like just scrolling on social media or whatever, just write those down as well because they'll come in really helpful as we're building our routine. And once we know what our normal routine looks like, it'll become a lot easier for us to start building a new one that includes time for well-being. So now what I'd like you to do is start looking for key gaps in the day where you can fit in well-being, not when someone else tells you you can fit it in, like a lunch break that's non-existent, or when the kids go to bed, when, you know, like that's 10 minutes before you go to bed. So have a look for the gaps that work for you, or look for tasks that you do now that you kind of do on autopilot. You might be able to tie in self-care with too. So let's say, for example, you've got a gap when you get into bed every night, you scroll Instagram for half an hour. So you're going to want to put a star next to that on your routine. Or if all you have time for is a 10 minute shower in the mornings, pop a star next to this too, because this is, again, something that we can do on autopilot. So we might be able to tie something in with this. Look for any breaks, however short, and add a star next to each of them. And then look for any tasks that you do on autopilot and add a star next to them too. Hopefully, you'll have at least a couple of stars. It doesn't need to be huge gaps in the day. It doesn't need to be loads and loads of stars in the day. Just look for a few short moments or a few things that you normally do on autopilot. Okay, the next thing we're going to want to do is make a list of all the different well-being activities we'd like to try and fit into our days or into our weeks. So if you're doing 31 days of wellness with us this month, then we've already broken these down quite nicely. But if you're not, I'll quickly run you through how we're doing it. So first up, assess which areas of your life could do with a little bit of TLC. We use the Wheel of Life for this, um, which basically has 10 different categories and you score yourself out of 10 in different areas of your life. But perhaps you can just have a look at the different areas of your life, such as work, family, mental well-being, physical well-being, and kind of sum up which ones you think you want to focus on right now. Once you've got a couple of areas that you want to focus on, you're going to come up with three goals that will help you improve these areas of your life. So let's say you want to improve your physical well-being. Perhaps you'll set a goal to move your body more or you want to improve your social relationships. So you'll set a goal to spend time with loved ones or you want to improve your connection to yourself. So you want to find the time to meditate. Once you've got your three goals, I'd like you to add a time frame to each of them. So, for example, 10 minutes of movement a day, 30 minutes connecting with friends a week and five minutes of meditation every day. 
Now you've got this list of three well-being activities you want to do and exactly how long everything will take. Now we can go back to our current routine and look for where we want to put them. Some things will need their own dedicated space in a day or a week, but you may find that a lot of these can be done whilst doing other things. So let's have a look at the three goal examples I've already given. So number one was 10 minutes of movement every day. And I love this because I, unless I'm doing like a yoga class where I've actually got the time, all of my movement is done whilst I'm doing something else. And I think my favorite way to do this is the humble kitchen disco. So whenever I'm cooking or cleaning, music goes on and I dance my way through it. And this is just such a great little technique to get more movement in. I'm still ticking things off my to-do list, but I'm adding in some extra movement and making it upbeat and enjoyable. Okay, another one of the goals was five minutes of meditation every day. And whilst you do obviously want to be focused on the present moment when you're being mindful, it doesn't mean you have to shut yourself in a dark room to meditate. So you can really savor a moment whilst you're showering or drinking a coffee. You can be mindful when you're washing up or during the morning commute. Any of these tasks that you'd usually do on autopilot, focus on bringing your attention to how you feel, to the present moment, and you've got in five minutes of mindful meditation every day. Okay, and then the third goal I had was 30 minutes connecting with friends a week. So whether you break this down into a quick text or two every day, or you want to do it in one longer chunk, say at the weekend, this is another bit of self-care you can do alongside something else. So you could arrange to meet them during the weekend dog walk or grab a quick coffee in town whilst you're running errands. I like to give people a call with my headphones in when I'm doing something else. So I talk to most of my friends on the phone while I'm pottering around the house doing bits and bobs. So think about times that you could do with some connection to other people and bring in that social connection as well. Okay, so what about the things we can't do alongside something else? For example, if you want to fit more yoga into your life, I really would not recommend trying to do it while you're in the shower or washing up. And this is where those other parts of the routine come in. The bits where we perhaps do have a lull in our day. Now, I really appreciate that for some, these bits are absolutely non-existent. And in these cases, we do have to utilize pairing up our well-being activities with something else instead. So think about that first part that we've just discussed. Think about your well-being goals. And if you don't have any time in your day, then pick goals that you can pair with other things. But for others, there are times when we could be focusing on our well-being and perhaps we're drawn to other things instead, like binging Netflix or scrolling on Instagram. Now, I'll never, ever be one to tell you to ditch Netflix entirely or shut down social media completely, although there are plenty of reasons why the latter especially is so good for our mental well-being, but I won't get into that. But I do really encourage thinking about how we can use this time to focus on ourselves properly. A lot of the time we do these kind of low energy tasks because we can't even begin to imagine doing anything else. A lot of that comes down to habit and routine, and also because we're probably pretty exhausted from our extremely busy days. 
The kind of catch-22 situation, though, is that focusing on our well-being, changing our habits slightly, can have such a long-lasting positive impact on our health. So it's kind of weighing up what we want to gain. Do we want another episode of The Crown? Or do we want to have a 10-minute breathwork session that will help us drift off to sleep better, which will then have a positive knock-on effect on us tomorrow when we're feeling better rested? When we're stuck in this cycle of not putting our health and well-being first, chances are we'll pick the crown binge-watching session every single time. We're comfortable here, it's our happy place, and we don't want to upset the routine. And when we do start making changes in our routine, we're met with resistance from our minds. Our brains want to go back to the thing it knows. It doesn't want to make new neural pathways for a new habit because it likes the ones it's got. But the more we make something a habit, the more we continue to carve out that new neural pathway that says, in the evenings, I have 10, 15, 20 minutes of time for self-care, the easier it becomes. And that's how behaviours are changed and habits are formed. So as I always say with creating new routines or bringing in new habits, start small, prepare for the resistance of your mind saying, nah, I prefer the old way, thanks. (laughs) And remember that focusing on your well-being will create longer lasting change that will seep into every aspect of your life in a more positive way. Now, like I said, I know that this is just not possible for everyone. And we do try and make self-care as accessible as possible at the Anti-Burnout Club. But I fully appreciate that some people really just don't have the time. And if this is the case, please see what you can pair up. Because even just a few mindful moments a day can have such a huge lasting impact. So I really hope that this has been helpful. I'll include some guides for morning and evening routines in the blog post that comes with this episode so you can start picking the well-being habits that work for you and trying to fit them into your days. I wish you all the very best of luck on your well-being journey and I really do hope that you find the time. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Anti-Burnout Club. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll talk again very soon.